Welcome to Genuine Life Recovery with me, Jody Stevens. We're here to help you and your loved ones overcome addictions and other addiction-related mental health challenges. In this show, we dive into the physical, emotional, psychological, medical, and spiritual aspects of addiction, mental health, recovery, family dynamics, codependency, and more. Welcome back to part two of Josh's Heart, the last two shows in loving memory of Joshua Brent Moore, who died, lost his life to complications relating to alcoholism, same way that I lost my brother Casey. So this is near and dear to me. Joining me again are his parents, Don and Don. I love it. Don and Don founded Josh's Heart, J-O-S-H-S-H-E-A-R-T, joshsheart.org to bring hope, love, and awareness to those afflicted by addiction. In a world where those suffering can feel invisible, they've made it their mission to let others know that you matter. So be sure and check out their website. And if you didn't listen to part one, please go back and listen to part one where they share the powerful story of their son, Josh. And coming up, we're going to be talking about addiction and genetics and whether or not you have an addicted brain, how to tell. We're going to talk about all the amazing ways you can partner with Josh's Heart and help the homeless and those struggling with addiction. We'll talk about how to keep your marriage and faith tough and strong through the loss of a child. And we'll talk about guilt and boundaries and tough love and all those sorts of things and how to deal with all the different opinions with regards to that and all the different advice that we often get when a loved one is struggling with an addiction and we just, we don't know what to do. By the way, please share this show, Genuine Life Recovery, with anybody you know struggling with addiction or other related mental health challenges. And of course, you can listen on iTunes and Spotify and TuneIn and Amazon and most listening apps and also by clicking podcast at jodystevens.org. Thanks so much, you guys, for being here again. Thank you last time for sharing your amazing story of Josh. And Don, I love how you put in the comment section, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We have that on our business cards, our website. It's our, it's our mantra. It's, I think that's probably the most important scripture we have. We have backpack tags that we, when we have our tags, they almost look like a business card, but it's a credit card and it has a picture of Josh on there and Josh's heart and on the back it says you matter and it has mm. that scripture. And that's the thing we want to just let people know. Come to Jesus, all who are weary yeah. and burdened and he will give you rest. It may not be the most perfect bed but i mean spiritually he's going to give you rest yeah Um, yeah my daughter our uh, josh's older sister Brittany, wants to work with uh high school students because this kind of started when josh was in high school um he would go to uh go hang out with his friends and have a beer and it's almost like i don't know if you've ever watched the show and i'm not giving a plug but big bang theory had uh koopa polly who would uh, for the first couple seasons, wouldn't talk to a girl unless he had a drink because um, he was that shy. So that right. kind of reminded me of Josh that he would yeah. he would not feel comfortable or funny or or able to talk or feel confident enough unless he had a drink. And I'm glad that they kind of took that out of the, that um, series because I think a lot of people feel that way, and that's yeah. where the addiction part starts. And knowing your family background, like, I mean, did Josh really know that his father, his biological father was an addict and oh, yeah. when 
when Josh was 16, before he had a chance to go back and meet him again, um, he had died. He was drunk and, and drowned in a, um, by the San Diego Pier. And we found out a year later that uh, he had passed away. So just knowing those dynamics, what's in your family history? Yeah. Um, almost like if you, know, you know, think about heart attacks. My dad had heart attacks. He had a bad heart. So I need to watch that, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned about diabetes, you know, addiction is the same thing. We need it to is. be aware of what our family dynamics are to ensure that, you know, this is something we should probably stay away from if we know that um, this could take over our lives. And so exactly. that's one of the reasons why we want to work with high school students on a lot of different levels. And we, we've brought high school students in to work on their senior projects to, um, to go out with us and talk about the addiction and also to meet with the homeless to realize that not everyone out there is an addict or a jerk or a thug or whatever. I mean, a lot of people have yeah. a story that just means they lost their job or the car broke down. And so instead of paying rent, they got their car fixed so they could go to work. Well, then they lost their house. So now they're sleeping in the car while well, their car broke down again and it got towed. So now they're sleeping on the streets. They haven't touched alcohol or drugs. They're yeah. just having a horrible set of events happen to them. So that's kind of what we're trying to, you know, part of what we want to do with Josh's heart or what we have been doing with Josh's heart and offering an opportunity for people to volunteer. We have a lot of people that say, I want to do something, but I don't know how to do it. So we're yeah. offering that, you know, put together backpacks, donate for that, donate money, donate your time, come out and serve with us. You know, so it's 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 been really nice. And I just think of it, you know, every time we go out, I just think of Josh hopefully smiling at us or going, quit making a fuss over them. But that's so great because the advocacy and the outreach that you're doing also opens the door to education, right? I, I know yeah. a doctor who struggled with, a lot of doctors have struggled with opioid addiction, lost their license, ended up homeless. Some of them I've had, you know, on the show, then they, they <laughs> come back to life, you know, get and, and they've been restored. But one of them, you know, talks to young people and he just says, look, this is a genetic thing. So, you know, if, if you have this in your family, there's a 50% chance that you mm-hmm. will develop an addiction. So let's say, and so what he uses with the kids is, let's say you're going to fly to uh, Tampa and you have a 50, 50 chance that the plane's going to crash. Are you going to get on the plane? Probably not. And so it's the same thing. When, you know, you kind of describe it that way. And the other thing is if, if you take this drink or this drug and you feel like you have arrived, like the world has opened up for you, you're one of those 10% where you need to be very, very careful because you have an addictive brain because most people don't like it. Like, and the other thing he says is like, if you go to a bar, the bartender says, all right, the next 20 is on us. Most people won't take it up. Somebody like me would. <laughs> Somebody like Josh would. Somebody like, right? And so, so you, it's, it's recognizing and that, oh my gosh, I think I have, and I think, I think getting people really involved in their own their own mind and their own brain and understanding like, wow. So like for me, I have to be real careful. Don't give me opioids. Don't give me anything with drugs, you know, or if, if you do make sure that, that someone else knows 
because this this is how it affects me. And I don't think doctors say that like to to a teenager. You know, if you take a drink, if you're drinking more than your friends, you know, if this substance makes you like your friends just want to go to sleep and they don't like it and you feel alive, we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's enough education out there on on that. If it makes you feel better to take a drink, right, there's right. more underlining issues than, than that alcohol. So let me ask you this, you guys. A lot of times when people lose a child, it's very hard on the marriage, and you've managed to stay connected to the Lord, and you've managed to stay married. Do you have advice for other people for that? Because, you know, were there times where you struggled with your faith, with, with God, with marriage through all of this? I'll say my quick piece on this, and then Donna, I'll let you have it. Um, I think for us that we had a, a good foundation to start with. Yeah. Um, you know, we had the Lord with us. I think for me personally, um, I've always been supportive of, of my wife. And um, I think because of that, it's kept our strength mm-hmm. uh, in our marriage. We never, I don't think there was any falter in it at all almost going straight into it because our first delivery of backpacks was um october of 2016. Wow. so it kind of it kind of spread out the grieving for on my side but yeah. also um allowed me to support my wife i i don't know i can't speak for her if she wanted to get rid of me or not but um <laughs> i uh, i felt that uh i felt on my side that um we were strong through this yeah, I feel I feel like during when it was happening, you know, we probably had more struggles with fighting about Josh and boundaries, I think actually, what to do, what not to do. Yeah, that's the hard yeah, one, you know. Yeah, you, I was, you know? yeah, my heart was um torn out of me, you know, before and you know, I was always wanting to fix it for him and Yeah. So yeah, I would you know, there were some struggles, but I have to say I think Don, I don't know if I've ever said this we've talked about this, but I feel like John learned a lot through Josh, through what we learned, you know, through Josh's journey. And especially after he passed away, I think Don, my husband learned a lot about addiction actually. Yeah. But as far as our marriage, like he said, he's, you know, ever since it happened, he's been right there and supportive and through all of my healing. Cause I don't think I'm not even quite sure I've, I've healed yet. I've I done don't things. think you're, I, I don't think you're supposed to. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I just don't think that's, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. always there. It's always an ache. Yeah. It just doesn't, it comes and it goes, you know, I remember after my brother died, you know, my husband would be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, my brother's dead. Like, what What do you mean what's wrong? And yeah. it just, it could be anywhere. Like, I, I would be standing in a hallway and it would just hit. And yeah. it just, it just, it's just pains like, it's like a toothache, only it's your heart. Because it aches and then it stops. And then it aches and then it stops. And then it aches and then the aches get less and less. But they don't, they don't, they don't go away. They don't go away. Yeah, you know? it doesn't. And, you know, I believe... God carried Don and I through this. And we have our our daughters too, who have suffered in their own different ways as well. Yeah. So it was a challenge to try to stand back and just let them realize that they have a different relationship like you. It's their brother and, you know, they had different things that they're dealing with and to to let them have their time. 
Mm. So it's just been, you know, correlating how and when to, to, to help. And, um, but Don and I, we have been a team through it and, um, and that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great that you were, weren't able to lose your connection to God and, and to one another. The thing with addiction too, when you have a family member struggling, it's usually over a course of a long time. So like for my brother, it was a 20 year process. So by the time it happened, there was almost a relief in a way, because it was 20 years of chaos and God, you know, fix him or take him home. And so by the time it happened, so much grieving had already happened. We had grieved a lot already, if that makes sense. You know, you know, it's grieving through the whole thing, you know, exactly. And I think that was kind of, I think that might, and I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you said it because it almost seemed as if there was a pressure release valve yeah. that happened. I mean, it's like, yes, yeah. a chunk of our heart is missing, but the daily struggle, especially for my wife, um, yeah. had ended. Um, knowing that, because um, we had a pastor that, our pastor at the time um, came, in, came to the hospital the day after he was admitted. And um, so Josh still had a little bit of uh, communication through blinking and through squeezing. And so we did the Lord's Prayer. Uh, yeah. Josh Bueno was, a, was our pastor. He said the prayer to our son, Josh. And so um, when I refer to him, I'll refer to Bueno as the pastor and our son is Josh. But he did the, the Lord's Prayer. He said, Not the twice. Lord's Prayer, babe, the salvation. Or the, the salvation prayer, sorry did salvation prayer and goes, did you say it with me? And he said, yes. And he goes, are you agreement? He goes, yes. So we know our son's yeah. out there I mean, chilling with Jesus, probably yeah. making fun of some songs because that's all he did. I mean, that was his thing. <laughs> we would, uh, we would listen to music. And so Don, Don, um, and I, and two of our daughters have a tattoo that has, uh, the treble clef with the heartbeat, or, you know, the heartbeat line going through it. And we actually, um, all four of us did that in memory of our son. And so that's kind of our, our connection it was, we would always listen to music together and he would, he would, he would know songs and then he goes, yeah. and then he'd start making up the words to it. Like my Sharona can't listen to that without cracking up. But one of the things I want to mention, um, and, and just as more of me that you were talking about certain things that make you cry, uh, tear up. And one of them is, uh, uh, the doctor at the uh, on the last day said uh, he wanted to play some music for him. So we told him he liked Metallica. When we heard that he just, was, I just uh, want to make sure you didn't play Fade to Black. Okay, sorry, that was a dark no, joke. Okay, going moving or another on. Another one bites the dust. But um, <laughs> no, it was actually Turn the Page. It was the uh, remake of Turn the Page by Metallica. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's the last song I remember hearing uh, oh. when Josh went home. And yeah. so every time I hear that song. Oh, it gets me. So e- either version, either version. Bob also, Josh was a Josh was a believer. He was raised, you know, yeah, um, yeah. It, as in church, and and he, I guarantee you, he was praying in that ambulance on the way there. I guarantee that. Oh. Um, so he already had that. I we only asked <laughs> the pastor to do that just in case, you know, like, yeah, because they were really telling me scary things. I just at the last minute said, "Hey, can you just can you just do that prayer with him just to make sure?" Because I'm, you know, exactly right. You make want to cover, happy. cover all the bases, you know. Well, not happy, <laughs> you know? but 
Yeah. I know what you meant. Security. It's just, it's more like security because we know what we know. We believe what we believe, but then there's always the, oh, you know, you can't lose your salvation or you can, or, you know, that, that back and forth and, you know, you can have that debate forever, but you never really, we never really have an answer because it flips back and forth in the Bible. And so, you know, you always want to like, you just always want to make sure. I I totally. Well, then you get the enemy that wants to just play with your mind and say, well, did he, did he, are you sure? And so just knowing. Luckily, that's one thing I haven't struggled with. If I didn't know, if I personally didn't know where he was, I don't think that I could be upright, you know? Yeah. I, it, that's the only piece, I guess, out of the, out of it. You know, because, you know, even though you know they're on this destructive path and you know that it, it could happen anytime, it, it is different when it happens, when they really, when you really do lose someone, your child to that, it's it's a whole nother thing when it happens. One thing that I, I like to share with people that are going through addiction, you know, or going through a family member or a loved one going through it, you know, I used to battle with the whole tough love versus enabling versus, you know, boundaries. I mean, I never felt like I was doing it right. I felt guilty for what I did do and didn't do. And constantly, constantly hearing people's input. I have a friend, she's a, a therapist and she mentioned to me, this was after Josh passed away. And she said to me, we were talking about something and she was talking about a couple that she was doing therapy with and that she told them, you know, just because you read it, just because you read it in a book somewhere doesn't make it true. And yes. she said, you have to do what you can live with. Mm. And that stuck, has stuck with me ever since. And what I did, I pretty, I can, how I handled it, I can live with. Had I done it a different way, I might not have been able to. So I, I like to tell people that who are going through with it, because you have to do what you can live with if they're not here anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it, if that's enabling, mm. or if that's tough love, or if that's a certain boundary, whatever it is, if you can live with it, then then you're good. You don't have to do what people tell you you should be doing. Right, just because you read boundaries, right, by Dr. Henry Cloud, doesn't mean it mm-hmm. has to be that way. And I I so hear mm. you because. Younger, you know, when I first got sober, I was very much like that, this black and white. And I would tell my parents, you need to kick him out. You need to, you know, all the stuff that you have to do. And after he died, I, and, and it's interesting because the further I get to getting my clinical license, the less I feel like I know. It's the weirdest thing where, like now, what I say to my mom is, it's not your fault. It's not your fault right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's nobody's fault. I mean, yeah, you were codependent as H E L L, but you know what? It's not your fault. And yeah, you did a lot of stupid things wrong and you did a lot of things right. And you did, you know, I would never tell anybody anymore what to do and what not to do ever Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you just, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the one thing I might say is you keep trying what's working, and when it stops working, try something different. That would probably be the only thing I would say, right? Because everybody's different, and it's just, it's so hard, you know. So the thing I would probably say is that and try to try to match tough love with, with compassion and not push the shame 
which I think mm-hmm. is what we did early on because we didn't know, why can't you fix it? Why can't you just better? Why do you keep, you know, we kind of do the why thing and that doesn't help either. So there's no, there should be no guilt over you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's, mm-hmm. I think, I think all parents need to know that, but mamas need to know that because, because, you know, we, we seem to be so good at carrying as much guilt and shame as we can pile on, right, at times, right. you know? <laughs> yes. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your amazing story of Josh and all you're doing. And I want to end with that, like all the things going on. So you've got your backpacks that you're giving out to the homeless. You have the Homeless Connect coming up, um, education, awareness. Talk to me just about the ministry, what you're doing, what's coming up, and how people can get involved. Sure. Um, so our, our uh, backpack drive starts next week. They could come, uh, go to our website, joshesheart.org. It's all one word, J-O-S-H-S-H-E-R-T. Or you could also find our uh, Facebook page, which is Josh Moore's Heart. Um, that has uh, all of our information on what's coming up. The Homeless Connect is an event that we're uh, bringing back to Sacramento that hasn't been here for over a decade. It's a day where we're going to offer um, services from uh, DMV. We're trying to get DMV. These are, hopefully we'll get these. DMV, General Assistance, uh, District Attorney's Office, uh, Child Support, uh, vision, dental, and uh, health care. Uh, we're going to offer food, um, uh, music, and uh, uh, again, backpacks, and just other things that we could put in there. And we are just looking for a ton of volunteers, a ton of support. Um, so as you can see, support's probably going to be dollars, right? Yes. Because uh, it's going to take some money to put this together. But we're, um, we're partnering up with Sacramento State. They are... Um, uh, have a program called Anchor University, and this fits within what they want to do to open up their doors to the outside. Um, and so we're we're um, holding that door open for them. And then uh, also it's their 75th anniversary, so it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great day of of uh, helping the homeless. And it also falls on Josh's death anniversary, which is August 12th. So it's August 12th, uh, 2023. If they want to get involved, our website is homeless-connect.com. And they could always email me at don at joshesheart.org. So it's either D-O-N or D-A-W, and either one will get it. And then as far as our ministry, we are we work with our churches, One One Church Sacramento, and we work with them. They've been helping us uh, come out and, and do our, our drives and stuff, and along with all our friends and family volunteers that come out our ministry basically is just to love on love on others to bring awareness to the public of our stories behind the addicted and the homeless and while bringing a message to those who are suffering to let them know that they matter that they are god's child thank you so much for all you're doing and thanks for sharing your story you guys don and don (laughs) thank you jody thank you for listening jody and i'm also i also want to say how sorry i am for the loss of your brother yes what is your brother's name casey casey yep c-a-s-e-y and he loved riding that train high on cocaine casey (laughs) jones you better 
Watch your speed. Right. Grateful Dead. Probably not the best yeah, way to Grateful end. Grateful Dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That was terrible. It's funny, too. And I was, I, I had to do a, I'm doing my MS at addiction counseling, and, and I had to argue f- this week for legalization of marijuana. So funny. I was hoping I would get the other side, but I didn't. And, and so I've tried to, you know, tell my classmates, well, you know, why we need to legalize it, even though I'm not quite certain I agree with it. But it just, it was just funny because I was thinking about the times when we were kids and how we would, we would go to the store and we would get those candy cigarettes, remember, that they outlawed and the yeah. big league chew. Remember where it was bubblegum looked like tobacco and, you know, and now we see with pot, you know, they're doing all this stuff too and, and, um, I don't know what made me think of that, but it was just, it was, we love that stuff, you know, yeah. but it was bad. I mean, that's just, you know, uh, not good for kids. But anyway, it was just kind of an interesting memory that I had. But uh, <laughs> A little sidetracked. Yeah, exactly. And love so it. thank you for being here. And friends, thanks for listening to Genuine Life Recovery. Please share this show on social media. You can leave a review on iTunes, whatever app you're listening through. You can listen by clicking podcast at jodystevens.org. Of course, we're always looking for great guests to share their experience, knowledge, personal stories, and expertise on addiction, recovery, and mental health. So feel free to reach out and email me. It's genuinelife at jodystevens.org. So thank you so much for listening, friends, and we will talk to you next time.